In today's show, I'm going to tell you who not to draft in points leagues on Yahoo and ESPN with quite a few asterisks. Asterisks. That sounds like the right word, but also the wrong word at the same time, but it doesn't matter. Michael Bolton's here. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. It is a do not draft show. So now that I've got you here with the thumbnail, with the title, with the description... I'm here to, again, give you the warning that it's not really such a thing as a do-not-draft list. Yes, I'm not drafting Chet Holmgren in a redraft league. I'm not drafting Miles Bridges. I'm not drafting Carmelo Anthony. These players, at this point, are likely to play zero minutes, so I'm not drafting them. The idea of this is um, to tell you about where players are currently being drafted on Yahoo and on ESPN and where which guys I'm avoiding in those particular areas. And if some of these guys fell to certain spots, it's okay. You draft them. And even if sometimes you take them at that spot, it's also okay, right? There are some that aren't really okay. And I'll say it again, don't hyper-focus on your first or second round. That is not where a draft is won or lost. Um, And most of the time, the reason that if your draft is lost in the first round, it's because of an injury that you had no idea was going to happen because you aren't. A, a soothsayer. You don't know what's going to happen in that regard. So we look at do not draft players. I'm sure I've given you enough. Oh, should I, I should have just done it the other way. If you draft these players, you have lost your league. Follow me. I'm the only person who's going to give you the straight up stone cold facts and truth. <sighs> Which is clearly bullshit. But let's look at how we look at a do not draft list. Let's look at Yahoo points. Standard Yahoo points. If your league does something different, oh well, like I can't cater to that, but I can at Basketball Monster, my website, which again, I still get questions. Hey, do you have rankings, Josh? Yes, I do. At basketballmonster.com. And that's where you can see all the projections and you can customize it to whatever your league does. You can customize it over there. Long intro, long um, whatever this is that I'm doing. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, in round one. Um, I'm not drafting Steph at pick six on a Yahoo points league. I'm, I'm just not. Steph's a legend. He's a top 10 all-time player to me pretty comfortably. He was 17th in Yahoo points leagues per game last season. You pick him at pick six. You talk about you can't get it wrong in the first round. You can if you do that. Like that's just, I don't, what are, what are, we, what, what, what are we doing? Like at pick six, no thank you. I don't expect Steph to be considerably better or better at all really compared to last. Maybe he is a little bit better, but he is not the guy in points leagues that he's in category leagues. It's just as simple as that, and it's always been the case. He might have been the number one category league guy, and he'd be number four or five in points leagues. And he's not the number one category league guy anymore, and he's definitely not a top six points league guy. So don't draft him at six. Don't even draft him in the first round in a Yahoo points league. That one could screw you up, because you're taking someone in the middle of the first round 
who's not a first-round player. Don't do that, please. That's when I suggest do not do it. LaMelo Ball on ESPN at number seven. Similarly, LaMelo Ball, I think he's going to be pretty good. I think he's going to have a really strong season, and he's a pretty clear first-round category league guy. In order for him to be a first-round points league guy to be this much, he's got to jump like six or seven fantasy points per game. He was 19th on ESPN last season per game. And I do expect him to improve maybe three to four fantasy points, not seven to eight or whatever number I just said. Taking him at seven, there are many, many guys who I think he'd be better off. LeBron slides, take him. Durant slides, take him. Harden slides, take him. Zion, I'd consider ahead of him. Like, I just wouldn't do it at seven. I can see more of an argument for LaMelo at seven on an ESPN points league than I can for Steph at six on a Yahoo points league. But there's still guys that if when they're sitting there at that average draft position in those formats, I'm just going to pass. And I'm probably going to let them slide into round two if I'm doing those drafts. I do have an ESPN points league mock draft coming today. I'm going to brave their uh, interface. I'm going to do that soon. Round two. Back over to Yahoo. He's gone. He's good. I'm not taking Donovan Mitchell pick 24. That's obviously round two. Average of 24 means he's going earlier than that in some situations. And of course, we've got a new situation here where he's playing alongside Darius Garland. Last season, Donovan Mitchell was 24th per game. Right, that And that includes zero minutes of Zion Williamson and zero minutes of Kawhi Leonard, who could easily finish ahead of him per game just off that anyway. And Mitchell now goes to a situation where he probably loses two fantasy points per game, maybe three. Maybe he doesn't, but I don't want to look at him and go, well, you just do the same as what you did last season. I don't think that's reasonable. So as a second round pick, as a third rounder, mid to back end third rounder for Don Mitchell, fine. Thirty Pick 30, pick 32, okay. 24, that's, that's just not going to interest me. And the same goes for DeMar DeRozan. Now, I will say this. The DeMar DeRozan one, I am expecting him to drop off from where he was last season. He was ranked 21st. This is on ESPN Points Leagues. He averaged almost 43 fantasy points. And he could very easily do that again. Like, he could. I think, I don't want to put stock in a one-year big jump at age 32, which is what DeRozan is, I think. Yeah, he's 32. Or he was 32 last year. A career-high performance where it just takes a small drop-off in something, loses two fantasy points, and he's the 40th best player. Right, so I don't want to go, well, you did this last year. You were 21st. Therefore, let's just go at it again. And you'll maintain this new level of performance at age 33 now. I don't have faith in that. But that's not egregious to me. Like, I've got DeRozan at like 40, but it's a very easy argument to see him at 27, 28. If he just maintains 95%, 5, 95% of what he did last season. It's not, it's not outrageous. Mitchell at 24, I don't like. DeRozan at 21, I don't like, but I also can see you taking him in round two. I wouldn't, because I am foreseeing a little bit of a drop-off for DeMar, but I get it if you're not. So, yeah, that one, these even both, let's say both of these round two ones, I, I can understand why you would do it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend to do it, but if you do it, if you want, like, yeah, we're wrong on this shit all the time. Do it. But also don't, because it's a do not draft show, and you must not do this, or else you will lose your league. And then you're going to have to run around the table with your pants down with a chicken on top of your head. <sighs> Round three. Let's go to Mitchell's teammate on Yahoo. 
It's Darius Garland, who's got an ADP of 29. Garland wasn't even this good last season in a points league. So this one, I can't get behind at all. Garland was 20... Oh, actually, my bad. Oh, no, no. Now I'm getting myself mixed up. Garland was 33rd, I believe, in Yahoo leagues last year. Yeah, averaging 39 fantasy points. And I find it hard to believe that he maintains that level with the addition of Donovan Mitchell. I just... This is a waste to me. He is a fourth-round Yahoo points league guy, um, Garland. Pick 40, 41, 42, versus this one here, which is like early to mid-third round. I, I wouldn't want to do that. And you'll notice that for the ESPN side of things, I'm going Chicago again. It's Vucevic. It's Big Vucevic. Vucevic. Um, Vuc was 33rd last season. He still averaged 39 fantasy points. Like all of us here, he's another year older. I wonder if now that they have a backup center who is competent, and let's be fair, Andre Drummond is bad, but he is better than Tony Bradley most likely. And Vooch had some struggles last season and he's aging. And for these suboptimal, not the right word, for these good centers who aren't elite centers, drop-offs can come and they can come fast. Whether that was the drop-off for Vooch last year, I don't know. He might really easily bounce back. I know I don't want to waste a very early third round pick expecting him to just take that improvement back. So I wouldn't draft him, uh, Vucevic, on ESPN at that ADP of 27 or really in the first round at all. But if I was drafting somewhere to post my job, at number one, it would obviously be linked in jobs. Every potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. It helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Hiring people is its a tough thing, and it's a huge cost to your business. So you want to make sure that you get it right. Simple tools like screening questions, they make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Let's go to round four. Yahoo points, ESPN points, of course. Um... Miles Turner has an ADP of 41 on Yahoo at the moment and I I don't I don't I don't want it. I yeah, Turner is really solid as a third round-ish guy in a category league. He was 70th in points leagues last season. This is one of these ones where I can argue DeRozan, you could argue Mitchell, you can maybe argue Garland, you could maybe argue Vooch. I don't think you really can argue Garland too much, but what that's fine. You can't argue this one. So be aware of the categories versus points discrepancies because ADP mushes it all together. All right, be aware of that. Be aware of the differences. Be aware that Miles Turner doesn't thrive as a points league player and that he might finish outside the top 65 and you're burning a pick in the in the fourth round on him. All right, that is a waste. That is a blatant misunderstanding of how the data is accumulated and what it what it means for your league. So just don't. So when you're sitting at the draft and you say, oh, 41. Huh, maybe I should take him in round four. No, you shouldn't. You, you should not. It also sort of, yeah, because there will be points league players who know what they're doing. 
who don't take him there, which is going to push the ADP down, which then influences how it looks on the category side of things. So that's when you have these sort of players, and there's going to be more of them on this on this show, that understanding where the data comes from and why it gets that way is really important to know. And that, that actually goes for the one on ESPN for a fourth-round player. Jalen Brunson's ADP is 39 on ESPN. And you know why that is? Because they have, for some reason, ranked him at number 24 in points leagues. Now, 24 to me is nonsense, right? Nonsense. I'm taking Jalen Brunson in the 50 to 60 range in category leagues. I want a, if I'm wanting a solid point guard to get me some solid assists with strong minutes, right? There are other point guards there. It could be a D'Angelo Russell in that area, Kyle Lowry a little bit later, Monty Morris much later. But I am getting Brunson that 50 to 60 zone. I'm not really going much higher than that. In a points league though, um, I, I just, he was 82nd last season. Like I do expect him to jump up. Maybe he gets an extra six fantasy points. Maybe. Uh, six fantasy points doesn't really even make him top 50. To get to this ADP of 39, and even to get to that ranking of 24, which is clearly is clearly weird, uh, to get to that number, he's got to average like an extra 12 fantasy points. That seems really hard to do. He wasn't playing 20 minutes at Dallas. He played 32. Right? Yes, some things might change, but that's a massive leap. These two, these round four do not drafts, I think they're real, they're actually draft busters for you. Like, they could really kill what you're doing. I'd have more faith in Brunson achieving, Brunson achieving this number than I would with Turner, but I'm still avoiding both of those guys in that spot. I just, I, I don't see how we can justify that level of bump for the burner or and Turner, who's just never been that points league um, sort of contributor. In round five, it's one guy. Jonas Vasu Inuansas. In Yahoo, his ADP is 52. On ESPN at 60, I expect a downturn from Valanciunas this season. He was really strong and defied a lot of expectations last season. But the reason that he defied my expectations is that I was saying, well, when Zion comes back, I think he's going to drop. Well, you know what? Zion is back. And Zion could get hurt at any point. That's true. But at this point, he's not. And we have to go into the season assuming that Zion's going to play, let's say, 60 games. And I think that that means if they want to get Trey Murphy on the court, which they do, if they want to find minutes for Dyson Daniels or even Najee Marshall, who they're playing quite a bit, then there are they have to take someone out of that lineup. And it's either going to be Herb Jones or it's going to be Valanciunas. And I tend to believe that they're going to go a little bit smaller and try some Zion at center type stuff. And that means that Valanciunas' minutes are going to drop. And the other thing that's clearly going to drop is his usage. It has to. He was the number two guy for most of last season. Then he moved to number three when CJ arrived for 20 games. And now he's going to be the number four guy behind Zion, behind Ingram, and behind CJ, and then pair that with limited minutes, or not limited minutes, smaller minutes than last season. Drafting him in round five is just assuming a, a small drop-off from where he was last season. And I just don't really think that that sort of um, drop is... Like he was 43rd last season. I think he drops way more than that. I think he's like a seventh round player, probably. And on ESPN, maybe he's an eighth round guy. I'm just, at this point, I'm just have no interest in it, given those factors that I just laid out. Round six, these are also ones that I feel really confident about in saying you don't want them in this spot. On Yahoo, we're looking at the Thick Hogsman. 
Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. His ADP is 66, Toby. We know that last season when um, Jim Harden arrived, he stunk. So he's ranked, or his ADP is exactly where it was last year. He finished 65th. He's getting drafted at 66. His rank, his pre-rank, is actually 59. So they've gone, you know what? We saw what happened when Harden arrived. And we saw that it was only a small impact. But we're actually going to think he's better than that? Like, nah, nah, get out of here. Like, I don't know that he's a top 100 player. I definitely don't know. I definitely know that I'm not taking him in round six, expecting the same performance as last season. I am not doing that. Could he be better than the 101st that I have him at? Yeah, very, really easily, right? It doesn't take much. When you get to that point of a draft, you average one or two more fantasy points, you can move 15 spots, 20 spots. You can't really move 40 spots that easily, but you can move 20. And I just think it's a waste. And I also think on ESPN that Andy Wiggins at 63 is too high. As we talk about often, Wiggins is one of those players whose points league value is significantly higher than his category league value. That's a well-known fact. Wiggins was 88th in ESPN points leagues last season. So his ADP at 63 is taking into consideration points leagues where he's significantly worse than 63 and category leagues where he is significantly worser so this ADP makes zero sense right across the board. None. There's no justification for it. The only justification for it is that the people drafting on ESPN don't know their own scoring systems. Because in a Yahoo points league, I could get Wiggins around this area. ESPN's different. Efficiency matters. Missing free throws, missing shots matters. 63 for Wigo is... It's bad. Like I don't, I don't get it. What, what, why would we take him there? No no value at all. Round seven. Rock, Rob Williams is an ADP of 73. Now, in a category league, you're taking a swing. He might be back at Christmas and then he'll be limited after that. Like he might be he might be okay and provide some really strong, maybe top 30 value when you hit fantasy playoffs. That that is legitimately a possibility with Rob Williams. He's not that good in a points league. He was 62nd last season, playing 30 minutes a night, and he was healthy and not missing two to three months to start the year. So this ADP is heavily influenced by category leagues. On a per-game basis, Rob Williams might not be top 100 this year because he's going to play fewer minutes as he ramps back up. Right, So you don't, you don't get anywhere near him in this range in round seven. It's a heavily influenced category ADP that's also heavily influenced by news before his injury report. And that's starting to go away because that was a little bit of time ago but don't get suckered in. Even at his best, this is probably where he hits. So you're getting absolutely no value out of it. And then on ESPN, Jordan Poole has an ADP of 76. We all love Jordan Poole. Um, yeah, he got punched in the head by Draymond. He's an emerging star. <sighs> Last season, he played half the season without Clay, and then the second half of the season without Steph. I implore everyone to do this, and I am going to do this myself on a show. Go and look at the Warriors rotation, and there's 240 minutes every night. And on a night where Clay and Steph are playing and Draymond's there, find how Poole gets 31 minutes. You, you, you can't. That would mean that they don't play Moody, they don't play DiVincenzo. It means Kaminga plays like 14 minutes. It's really hard to do. Now, there will be 20, 25 games that he starts, 
and those numbers go up. But you're taking him almost expecting what he did last season. Like Pool was 85th last season and averaged 30 minutes a night. And he might not hit either of those numbers. I wouldn't... He might be a year better. That's fair enough. But is the situation worse for him? I would suggest that it probably is. But I'll tell you what isn't worse. It's best. It's better line. Your number one source... For football betting info this season, find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. Week 5 action is currently ongoing in the NFL at the moment. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every sport out there. We've got a Monday night game coming up tomorrow between the Raiders and the Chiefs, where the Chiefs are seven-point favorites only. That does not seem like enough. So if you believe, like I do, that that's not enough for the Chiefs, go over to BetOnline and check up with up-to-the-minute scores for all of those sports. And it's also the fastest and easiest way to check out all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, Boxing, and Golf. So head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Let's go to round eight on Yahoo. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. Yeah, but nah. Like, his ADP is 88, Mitchie Robinson. And even for category leagues, I reckon that's probably too high. He was 110th in points leagues last season. He has a backup who's competent and better than him now. Does he even get to the top 100? I, I don't think so. 88, I can understand a little bit in categories because you're just chasing blocks. In points leagues, you're chasing fantasy points. And he doesn't really give those that much. And there is a risk of fewer minutes. Yes, I know they just signed him to a contract, which was too much considering the backup got paid half and he's better. I'm just going to bang on about that the whole time. But you don't do it in round eight. In round 10, sure, no worries. Go for it, have a crack. Round eight, nah, look, that's a, that's a, that's a high-value pick. It's a high-value pick. And then on ESPN, at ADP of 95, Spencer Dinwiddie sits there. Now, his rank is 76th. So people have pushed back on that being too high. And now the news has come out that Dinwiddie's not even going to start for the Mavericks because their roster is, I think, poorly constructed. There's two players who can dribble. Dinwiddie's going to come off the bench. And while he can still get his off the bench, him and Christian Wood running that bench unit, a um, lot more usage opportunities, more ball handling opportunities, it does limit his overall minutes upside. I thought he could have played 33 United as a starter. He might play 30, 31 as a bench guy. Because... The guys who would have been playing off the bench, Frank Nilakina, Jaden Hardy, those sort of players, they might have played 10 minutes, 11 minutes. But if they start, because it won't be Tim Hardaway that's starting, it won't be Wood, it'll be Hardy or it'll be Nilakina probably, who steps in there and starts as an extra option. They won't play 10 minutes as a starter. They might play 20 minutes or 18 minutes or something like that. Meaning that there's just got to be a little bit taken off some of those other guys. And Dinwiddie has... At times, efficiency issues. He was 107th last season. And, well, that's not a massive gap from 95. And I'm not 100% against Dinwiddie here. I just think with this latest news of him coming off the bench, that caps a little bit what he can do. And he's probably more of an early round 10 guy than a round 8 player. As we get further down this list, you know, the, the risk-reward changes. Like, it's like, oh, well, it's my ninth pick. Who cares? And that is true to a degree. But this round nine one, which I waited to see if it would change because it's been at this weird ADP for some reason for a while, but I don't. it's still there. So I'm going to talk about it. Why has Ken Birch got an ADP of 107? 
Like that should be 307. I sometimes like a guy might get drafted in one league and then never drafted ever again and has this weird high ADP. Surely something has adjusted that with Ken Birch recently. Like someone played a 20-team league and he got picked 260th and that dropped it down. Why is it still at 107? Who is drafting Ken Birch? Someone tell me. Ken Birch, the guy who is behind Achua, Siakam, Young, Boucher, Coloco. Who is drafting him? Why are we drafting him? What is actually going on? Just in case you get fooled and think, well, Ken Birch is a guy to take. Like, I could have had in this round on Yahoo, Harrison Barnes. Oh, actually, I could have had the pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy! I could have had Mo Bamba. I could have had, um, if it's Zubats, who I think are all too high in this round. But I wanted to highlight this. Do not get sucked in for Ken Birch at 107. And then we just talked about round nine. We talked about Mitchell Robinson. On ESPN, his ADP is a little bit lower, but he's also a worse player on ESPN points leagues. His ADP at 108 is too high, and we just don't want a piece of it. And then lastly, I'm not going to do round 11 or 12 or 13. Go ahead. Take flyers. Take whoever you want. See what you get with upside. Tari Eason. Jamal Cain. We talked about him on yesterday's show saying, hey, keep an eye on him. And you know what happened today? The Heat cut Darius Days, opened up a two-way spot, and put Jamal Cain in there. Watch Jamal Cain. Don't draft him in 12s. 20s, yes. 18s, yes. 16s, maybe. Watch Jamal Cain. Santi Aldama, you're all aware of now. Watch Jamal Cain. Not sure he's going to turn into anything. He's a 23-year-old rookie, but watch Jamal Cain. Take a flyer on guys in round 11 to 13. That's what I was trying to say. In round 10 is the last of your starters, starter spots in majority of leagues, vast majority. So that's where we're going to cut off this show. D'Anthony Melton's got an ADP of 113 on um, Yahoo. Now, I could come out here and lie and say I'm the world's biggest D'Anthony Melton fan. It's not. I'm not because you know, Jonas Nader exists. And he, like, if it wasn't for Jonas and his um, love affair with Melton, then maybe I would be the world's biggest D'Anthony Melton fan. I've been calling for D'Anthony Melton to play more from Houston, from um, Phoenix, from Memphis, all the time. You've heard me talk about it. You've heard me talk about the way Paul ad nauseum. I'm not his biggest fan because Jonas does exist. But even I am understand that of what he's like as a player. He's not as good of a points league guy as he's a category league guy. He was 130th in Yahoo points last season. And I don't think, unless, again, like we talked about with, say, Jordan Poole, if Harden plays 35 minutes, if Maxi plays 35 minutes a night, that's 26 bench guard minutes. That would mean that Melton would have to play all of those minutes to even really sniff this. And that means that Korkmaz doesn't play. It means Milton doesn't play. It means Thibel plays exclusively 13 minutes a night behind Tobias Harris as the small forward. And I just think that those things, it's all unrealistic that that happens. We're not running a seven-man playoff rotation in the regular season. So Melton probably is still stuck at 23 minutes a night. When If you go, no, he's too good, he's going to play 28 minutes. If you believe that, and that's totally fine, the way that I look to believe this is I go and look and I do 240 minutes a night. So get the Sixers rotation. Understand that every coach, with the exception of Nick Nurse, basically plays 10 men every night. And then try and work out how many minutes you can fit for DeAnthony Melton. Right? And then realize that, ooh, maybe taking him as a starter in a points league is probably a bad idea. 
It's also her, an horrific idea to take Chris Boucher in round 10 on ESPN Points Leagues. His ADP is 117. I just mentioned Ken Birch and Christian Coloco and Pascal Siakam and Precious Achua and Thad Young and Otto Porter and the their bench unit of five centers. Boucher was 192nd in ESPN Points Leagues last season. So why wouldn't we look at that and go, well, he's going to be 80 spots better. Like, why? What? No. He's not even a draftable player in ESPN Points Leagues, let alone drafting him to be a starter. Now, it's hard to say you lose your draft in round 10. But if you're picking Boucher and relying upon him as being your a starter for you, then pack it in. You've made shit picks before that as well. Don't pick him at 117. Absolute, absolute waste. And that, I hope, was not a waste of your time as we went through Do Not Draft Players for points leagues with a million caveats at the start of the show. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and the Odyssey app. If you're on YouTube, you thumb it up and you leave a comment below. Just a quick reminder of what's coming this week. First of all, Thursday, 4 p.m. Eastern, a live question and answer show with me, about 10 different guests chiming in, answering your questions as we head towards the start of the NBA season. There are going to be four more 12-team nine-cap mock drafts. Pick nine, pick 10, pick 11, pick 12. There is going to be an ESPN points mock draft. There is going to be a uh, auction draft. There is going to be a 14-team league mock draft. There is going to be a mock draft where I take all of the risky players. There's going to be a mock draft where I take all safe players. There is going to be a video on season win totals and award predictions. There is going to be a video on blow-up players, players who could come out of nowhere for huge seasons. There might even be a video on players who might get traded. There's going to be a video on ADP data from Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl Leagues to show you where the real serious people are drafting players. That is all coming up. There's ADP battles tomorrow with Adam King and Mike Catron. So much stuff happening. So follow, subscribe. And guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.